Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, we'll talk about Clayton Kershaw making his first spring start of the season. We'll talk about Mookie Betts' new YouTube channel. And we'll talk about Miguel Vargas finally getting to swing the bat this spring. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My partner is Vince Semperio. We're doing a split episode today, so I will be with you for the first half. Vince will be with you for the second half. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And uh, getting started, I want to point out again, if you're listening on the podcast and you notice the sound quality is not quite as good as usual, that's because I am still in my traveling studio with equipment that wasn't totally working. So I am using my wireless earbuds and recording from my phone. So video quality should be pretty good because iPhones have pretty good cameras these days, but uh, the sound quality might not be quite what you're used to expecting from us. I will be back in my normal studio on Monday morning. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode anyway, and uh, the content should be really good, even if the sound quality is only pretty good. it was announced on Thursday that Clayton Kershaw will be making his first start of the spring today, Friday. And uh, Dave Roberts said he's expected to go four innings. Great news, of course, getting Kershaw out on the mound. He's thrown on the backfields. We knew that he came into spring. And maybe you don't know this. Maybe I'll give a little background. Kershaw came into spring a little bit ahead of schedule because he was expecting to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. And then ultimately, because of uh, insurance policy reasons, Kershaw was not allowed to pitch in the WBC, and so they actually slowed him down a little bit on his progression because he realized he didn't need to be ready to go five or six innings on March 12th. Uh, He just needed to be ready to go six-ish innings by March 30th, and so they slowed him down a little bit, and uh, he went three innings in his backfield session a few days ago, and now the plan is for him to go four innings on Friday in the major league spring training game against the angels, which uh, that that's March 10th. And one of the great things, you know, Dave Roberts said a week or two ago that Kershaw was going to be on his regular five day schedule from that point going forward. One of the great things about round numbers like five and 10 and 30 is that you don't have to be a math genius to figure out that if he's pitching on March 10th and he's going every five days, that puts him in line to be ready to start on opening day on March 30th. Question is, will he? And chances are, I'm starting to think, you know, going into spring, I thought maybe they'd go with Julio. uh, Really, it would be Julio or Kershaw. Uh, And and I'm starting to think that this lines up for Kershaw to pitch opening day between Julio being off at the World Baseball Classic and 
therefore not with his team, not, uh, you know, preparing the way that, you know, they don't have much control over what he's doing right now. Not that they expect him to not be preparing well or something, but just his priorities are on Team Mexico right now. And that means that he doesn't necessarily uh, or won't necessarily do everything exactly the way that the team would be building up to start opening day. Obviously, even if he doesn't start opening day, he'll start probably game two. Uh, realistically, either guy would be fine, be ready to go. And so you come down to who, I don't know if deserves is the right word, but who do they want to have start opening day? Clayton Kershaw holds the Dodgers record for most opening day starts in history. He has nine. He started eight in a row from 2011 through 2018. And then he started again in 2021. He would have whatever that is, 12 straight, uh, if not for, well, he would have had 11 straight at least because uh, 2019, he, Hunjin Ryu started opening day because of an injury to Kershaw. And 2020, Dustin May started the delayed opening day because of an injury to Kershaw. And, and so both of those years, Kershaw was supposed to be the opening day starter, and then he wasn't. 2021, he finally was again. And then last year, they kind of had the changing of the guard. They had Walker Bueller start opening day, and it felt like, okay, this is now Bueller's job. Well, Bueller's out, and uh, Bueller was ineffective last year, and then obviously had Tommy John surgery. He won't be starting opening day. So uh, the, the question becomes, over the last two years, when Julio has been the best pitcher on the team, has he earned that opening day starter role? And you, you could definitely make a case that he has, and it would be hard to argue against that. But uh, Kershaw and Julio are both in the final years of their contracts. Kershaw is just on a one-year deal and likely to stick with one-year deals the rest of his career, probably, it looks like. He's done it two years in a row, and uh, that's probably what he's going to do. Julio is going to hit free agency after this year, and there's a very real chance he won't be back with the Dodgers. And so Kershaw, if he pitches next year, it will most likely be with the Dodgers. Julio, probably better than 50-50 chance that he won't be pitching with the Dodgers next year. And so it doesn't seem like they would want to turn over the, the opening day starter reins to Julio knowing that he might be gone next year. Now, if he resigns with them uh, in the offseason, uh, and then, you know, it, obviously if he resigns and Kershaw doesn't, then Julio is, unless he has a bad year this year, he's the obvious pick to start opening day next year. If both guys resign with the Dodgers, I think maybe then you do see the change in the guard. If the Dodgers go into next year knowing Julio is going to be with us for the next six years, whatever it is that they sign him to, well, then you can say, okay, Julio, opening day is your role now. Uh, but for now, it seems like it's still Kershaw's to lose, and he had lost it or abdicated it to, to Bueller, although even that, you know, I think Bueller probably would have started opening day last year, but Kershaw wasn't ready for opening day, and so maybe they only named Bueller the starter because they knew Kershaw wasn't going to be ready. But either way, uh, I don't think they're going to hand it over to Julio unless – the big unless is – if they think that it will bear, you know, have some impact on his free agency. If giving him the, the opening day starter role will be some sort of an incentive for him to come back to the Dodgers next year, maybe they do it then. Uh, but as, as we see, Kershaw will be lined up to start 
on opening day. Julio is starting on Saturday. No, yeah, on Saturday for Team Mexico on the 11th, which means that he would have to do something different in order to be ready for opening day because he's not on a five-day schedule at that point. He would have to either build an extra off days or go on short rest at one point. Short rest doesn't seem likely, and so it would be extra off days. Of course, some of that would also be determined by how Team Mexico does and what their schedule looks like. But mathematically, it lines up for Kershaw to start opening day, and I think uh, logistically and historically and emotionally and nostalgically and every other Lee, uh, it makes sense for Kershaw to start opening day. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. Hopefully we can have a good start for him, a good four innings from him and kind of get a feel for what he's going to look like this year. And uh, I, I'm just excited to see Kershaw on the mound again. I have, you know, I, I've tried to watch as many spring training games as I can. Uh, there's no way in the world I'm going to miss today's game because Clayton Kershaw, as you know, if you are a regular listener, is my favorite Dodger, my favorite player of all time, and I'm excited to watch him pitch again. So I'm going to come back in just a minute. I'm going to talk about Mookie Betts and his new YouTube channel, and then I tur I'll turn it over to Vince to talk about Miguel, Miguel Vargas some. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try Built Bar. You know, we've talked about Built Bar a ton here. It is delicious. It is healthy. You can't go wrong with a Built Bar. If you are having a craving for a nice, delicious snack during the day, Built Bar is great. Low calorie, low carb, low sugar, high protein, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with whopping 17 grams of protein in each bar. You can't go wrong. And even if you don't have any in your house, guess what? You have a Walmart or a Sam's Club nearby, right? Yes, you do. Head on down to there, Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can pick them up right in the store. You don't have to wait for your built to deliver them to you. You can go buy them. And so you can get, go pick up your favorite flavors, have them, go buy one. You do, I, I could go for a built bar right now. Go down to Walmart and buy one or buy a whole box. That's what a smart person would do because then you'd have them anytime you want them. You're a smart person. That's why you listen to Locked On Dodgers. So. I've told you about Built Bar. I will continue to tell you about Built Bar. And as you know, I'm not just, I'm just not blowing smoke at you. I love Built Bars and I am so glad that they are more readily available in stores. Of course, you can always go to built.com to buy them too. But however you do it, online or at Walmart or Sam's Club, go get one now and you can thank me later. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Dodge your first listen every weekday morning. If you are watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your comments in the YouTube comments section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you on social media or email or whatever. Vince will give you all the contact info at the end of the episode. But I just want to talk a little bit about Mookie Betts' YouTube channel. Uh, as you probably heard, Mookie launched his YouTube channel. It's been about a week, week and a half now ago. And uh, the first video showed kind of a behind the scenes of his hitting session at Dodger Stadium with J.D. Martinez and Miguel Vargas. A lot of really cool stuff in there. I really enjoyed it. Um, for for me, my 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 two sons are baseball crazy. They both used to watch uh, Trevor Bauer's channel, and the, Mookie's has some similarities, but also a lot of differences. And one of the big things, the the production quality is obviously, I, I could say it's better, and that would be true. But I don't necessarily mean it as a value judgment. I don't think Trevor Bauer was going for the production quality that Mookie is. Uh, the, the big difference, though, the reason for the production quality difference is Mookie, 
And what Bauer was doing a lot of the filming himself, selfie stick, you know, tripods, that sort of thing. He, it was the Trevor Bauer story on YouTube. Mookie, the, the goal seems to be more about giving fans an inside look at Mookie's life. And uh, I actually talked last week with the, the CEO of the, the company that is handling, that like does the filming and the production for Mookie's YouTube channel. And, uh, and he said that really Mookie's main motivation, obviously Mookie doesn't need the money. Uh, and so, yeah, you can make money on a YouTube channel. He probably will. Somebody will. Mookie doesn't need the money. His motivation was he wants to have a better connection with the fans. And I think that's pretty awesome. And, and my sons loved that first episode. My, my older son, Logan, he's 16. And uh, he loved the part when, when Mookie first saw JD in the Dodgers locker room and like giggled and ran over and gave him a big hug. And uh, I, I love things like that, that humanize players that, that, you know, for my son, it was like Mookie was just excited to see his buddy as I get, you know, I would be if I saw one of my friends I hadn't seen in a while, especially an old teammate who's back on my team. Like it really humanized him. Uh, the, both of my boys loved the fact that Miguel Vargas was part of that hitting session. You know, having two superstar veterans like Mookie and JD, and then having Miguel Vargas as the third member of that hitting club. I don't know what all went into that, uh, you know, that threesome, how that was arranged, but it wasn't any sort of you know, watching the video, you wouldn't know that Vargas was the rookie. It was three equals working together, giving each other advice. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff in this video. And I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, Joe, Joe, the the CEO of, uh, I can't remember the name of the company right now. Uh, it, it's uh, It'll come back to me at some point. But he, he told me that the plan is to do this year round. He said they're aware that YouTube is a kind of a full-time job. And Mookie's big, uh, not concerned, but his, his big point was he wanted to do this as long as it won't be a distraction from baseball. He wants to give the fans this inside look. And what he likes about working with his company is that he doesn't have to do the work. And so he can focus on being the best baseball player he can be. He's just giving a little more access to that. And so, you know, they're still kind of unsure how much that access will be. We don't know you know, I, I don't have any idea, and they don't really either, how much Mookie's family might be involved, if any. You know, Mookie's wife is pregnant with their second and final kid, as he put it. Uh, you know, don't know if that will be part of this channel or if they'll be focusing on Mookie's professional life. All that kind of remains to be to be seen and to be determined. But for a first episode, I loved it. It's about eight minutes long. Go to YouTube, search for Mookie Betts, obviously finish this episode first. But, uh, you know, Check it out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. For me, I I used to like Trevor Bauer's channel a lot. Uh, obviously, you know, if for no other reason, now that Trevor Bauer isn't on a team, it's not as interesting to me. I don't know that it would have been as interesting to me if he hadn't been on the Dodgers because uh, Bauer, I didn't have a personal connection to. Mookie Betts, I love. And so I would watch Mookie's channel even if he was still on the Red Sox. Uh, Bauer's, I, I watched because he was a Dodger. And so it was fun to see. Dodger Stadium and the Dodgers locker room and Dodgers players. Uh, and so I'm not that interested in Bowers anymore, even if there weren't any other, you know, uh, conflicting factors about it. And I'm glad that my boy, my boys kind of feel the same. And I'm glad that they have another channel to watch that will give them some behind the scenes stuff. It, it should be really cool. Uh, I'll probably share more of my conversation with Joe uh, 
from from it's been about a week now since I talked to him. Uh, I'll probably share more of that next week uh, when I'm back at my regular station. I may even share a couple video clips of my interview with him uh, so you can hear some of his thoughts. But uh, if you haven't checked out Mookie's YouTube channel yet, check it out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, so when you finish this episode, then go over there, check out Mookie's YouTube channel, and then come back here and comment to the YouTube section or hit us up on social media. Like I said, Vince will give you all that contact info at the end of the episode. So that's going to do it for me. Vince is going to be here and talk to you about Miguel Vargas swinging the bat for the first time in spring training. So thanks for listening, and Vince will be along in a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and threes drained. You can build your bet with the same game parlay for a chance at a bigger payout, which lets you put a bunch of different bets uh, that go in the same game. You can bet on player props, points, rebounds, assists, etc. And they got exclusive bets like the two by three, two three pointers in the first three minutes. For tonight, Lakers, Anthony Davis has scored 30 plus points, and the Lakers to win is plus 235, which means if you put down 100 bucks, you'll bring, you'll bring home 335 bucks. So go ahead and put your money down on that. Anthony Davis has been on fire. And if Lakers are going to win, it's going to be because Anthony Davis scores 30-plus points. So go check out FanDuel Sportsbook and see what other bets you can build. And don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, Vince here to close out the episode. And as Jeff mentioned, I'm here to talk a little bit about Miguel Vargas. Now, we've talked a lot about Miguel Vargas so far this offseason um, from the fact of, you know, where will Miguel Vargas play to can Miguel Vargas play second base to Miguel Vargas has been mentored or already worked with Miguel Rojas. He's was driving multiple hours a day to go work out with J.D. Martinez and we got another one, another mentor for uh, for Vargas coming out of camp so far, and that's Mookie Betts. It says last year that Vargas uh, caught Betts' attention when he was working from going infield to outfield when he was trying to learn outfield to play for the Dodgers. Mookie said, he just seemed like a good kid. He wants to be good. I can relate to that. He's just a good kid. It wasn't on purpose or anything. I was just trying to make him feel comfortable. It says since last season, Betts and Vargas have grown closer, that they went to driveline together this offseason. They worked out in L.A. a few times this offseason. And Miguel Vargas even switched his agency over to the same agency that represents Mookie. So, yeah, I mean, that that's obviously good for him. Um Vargas spoke about the the relationship as well. He said, it's been incredible for me to have him since the first day I got here. He just kind of took me under his wing. Not only that he's helped me, but just the way he's gone out of his way to do that for me. I'm just honored and proud to be able to call him a teammate and friend. So, you know, regardless of, of everything else on field, Miguel Vargas is exciting just for the simple fact that he is one seeking this guidance and attention from you know people that are older than him that have had success in this league that two they gravitate towards him and they like him and they want to help him and you know three that this could all combine to really help out I mean we last year Miguel Vargas was someone that we didn't know where he was going to be able to play defensively or if he was going to be able to play infield 
you know, in the major leagues. He played a little bit in outfield, and, you know, he figured he could become a passable outfielder out there. And then just from what we saw in the majors, you know, the the hit tool was more a question of, okay, if he gets more at-bats, will he be able to do this rather than he can't hit because he struggled a little bit last year? And, you know, now we see that he's he's working on a second base. You know, he's worked at second base. Uh, I'll, I'll get into some comments Dave Roberts said about him over there right in a little bit. And, well, to the in the spring, we hadn't yet seen him swing the bat yet. Um, but he finally got cleared to swing the bat after that hairline fracture in his pinky. And what did he do? He nearly hit the ball over the wall uh, in his first at bat. He hit a ground roll double and had a nice little swing follow through to it. He had a good at bat, fouled off a few pitches, and then doubled with two strikes um, over the day. He he didn't. That was ended up being his only hit of his three at bats. But you know that that's a three hundred batting average in the big leagues if you can do that every every day. So it's hard not to get excited about Miguel Vargas. You know, just for something of everything we're hearing. We you know we're hearing that he's positive. You know, positive attitude. We're hearing that or we're seeing that, you know, he's working hard and we're seeing that he's reaching out to veterans and, and getting help and him being, him being the one reaching out. You know, last year with Mookie, they were on the same team in the same area. So naturally, you know, they were going to be able to talk to each other and naturally, you know, that could have come to fruition even if Vargas hadn't tried. Um, but with Rojas, you know, we, when we heard him talk at FanFest and he said that, you know, Miguel Vargas is the one that hit me up and wanted to work on defense. And when we just you know, heard about J.D. Martinez the other day, and J.D. Martinez was like, yeah, Miggy's the one that hit me up and was the one driving multiple hours to come work out with me. So it's exciting. This it, He seems to get it, and, you know, not every player does that, and not every player needs to do that. You know, it's not a matter of, like, oh, well, this player didn't reach out to the veterans, and, and now, you know, we don't believe in him. It's not like, you know, everybody's different, but for someone to kind of realize, okay, this is the opportunity that's in front of me. I need to go and grab it. And for the Dodgers to put that trust in him. And maybe this is why the Dodgers put that trust in him. You know, obviously they didn't know about the Mickey and the JD stuff. You know, they did. He was kind of penciled in to be a big contributor this year before that even happened. But just for the simple fact that they knew he was working out all offseason at second base and they knew he was, you know, at Dodger Stadium trying to get this stuff out. So it's fun. It, it's fun to think about how he's going to progress and how he'll do. And obviously, you know, he's going to be a rookie and he's, he's going to be getting a lot of at-bats and they're not always going to go the, the right way. And, he, you know, he might struggle at least at some point. But knowing that he has all these guys in, in his corner is just, a, you know, a benefit to him. And then when speaking on his defense, Dave Roberts did have some, some comments about it. He said, quote, or not quote from Roberts, but it says uh, LA Times reported, Roberts thinks Vargas has the athletic tools to succeed at second base and that he just needs to polish his fundamentals from playing lower to the dirt to drilling a more consistent arm motion with the throws to first base. Quote, there's been some really spectacular plays and then there's been a couple of plays that I think he could have made. So I think at this point, that's what we could have expected. But our expectation is he's expecting to improve each day. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. You know, Vargas's defense was already questionable at third base anyway. So, you know, some of those fundamentals could be a matter of a new position. Some of those fundamentals could just be, you know, him learning the infield still, you know, you can get away with a lot more when you're coming up in the minors or when you're coming up as a kid or, you know, when you're playing growing up, you can get away with not always having the the proper fundamentals if you can make up for it with your athleticism and your arm and 
you know, for the most part, Miguel Vargas was probably always the best player on his team, at least until he got to the minors. And even then he's still been pretty good. So for him, you know, if he can just make all the routine plays, that's already a win. If he can make all the routine plays with a couple spectacular plays, like Roberts mentioned, and that we've kind of seen this this spring, then that's icing on the cake, and and that's really all I can ask for from Miguel Vargas. So, yeah, everything about him just points positively. I'm excited to see what he can do this year, and I'm excited to see him keep swinging the bat and keep playing second base. And you know, we're all Team Vargas over here, so. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball for your second listen. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also find us where you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Amperio. The DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.